This is the Music Mentor Podcast. What is up, girls and boys, ladies and gentlemen? This is Demian, your host of the Music Mentor Podcast, and welcome to episode number 173. Today, I'm going to attempt to answer the question, what is good taste? But before I get into that very subjective theme, I want to give a shout out to the companies that I endorse, as always, Zildjian Cymbals, Vader Drumsticks, LP Percussion, Evans Drumheads, Gibraltar Hardware, Simpad Accessories, Nirvana Handpans, Yuka Tape, and last but not least, Ultimate Ears In-Ear Monitors. And if you are looking to upgrade your in-ear game, if you're looking for your very first pair of molds, or you want to take your listening experience to the nth power, look no further and check out Ultimate Ears. And if you email my friend, Joe Lesser at ultimateaudiojoe at gmail.com, and you send him the code DA20, DA as in Demian Arriaga, 20 as in 20, you will get a 20% discount. So recently I was having a conversation with one of my favorite drummers in LA, my dear friend Marco Echeverria. He is Venezuelan from a beautiful city called Maracaibo, um, sort of known for taste in many different ways, not only for food, but uh, musical choices as well. And he is no different alongside with many other uh, Venezuelan drummers that happen to hail from that beautiful part of the world. But anyhow, we were talking about what having good taste meant and it inspired me to do this podcast so what does it mean what is it i've always been fascinated by this and i can't believe it took me this long to try to analyze this concept but i've always felt that it's so dependent on other people's opinion because we think that we are tasteful we would like to think that and we're elegant with our sound in a way and i'll get into that in a second but it's sort of really having a lot of it has to do with what people think and what people sort of say about us in a way so let me backtrack for me when I think of somebody having good taste and I think of many many different musicians that are classy they're elegant they're complementary to the other musicians they sort of lack that yearning of being first and foremost and being heard all the time both in volume and in the the amount of notes they're well mixed among themselves or between what they're playing and the rest of the band. And one of the most important things about all this, or I would like to add to all this, has to do with decision-making and choices. When to play what you play and the old sort of cliche, when to not play. It's very important. And again, all these things are personal and what matters to me might not matter to you and vice versa. But one of the things that I will say is that aside from being subjective, I think good taste is in a way genre specific. So what works in jazz or in a singer-songwriter setting will not work in a metal setting. And the same concept of overplaying in one does not apply to the other. And it won't mean that it's untasteful or tasteless to overplay in a specific setting. It, 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 it all changes. It's all relative to the greater sort of good, which is the song. In, in, the se- in, the, in that same sense of greater, it would be the genre overall, right? So you, we can go, you, we can zoom in and zoom out as much as we want. 
I think having good musical taste is like our opinion of our own tone and how solid of a musician we are and so on and so forth. We all think and we would like to think in a good way that we are elegant and we have good taste and we make great musical decisions and we don't overplay and we play for other people and we're complimentary and we stay away from the limelight, so to speak. We all like to think that and a lot of us are in complete denial <laughs> and I'm sure I've been there and some of you might think that I am there <laughs> um, and as to all of these things. I think if you're asking yourself, well, how do I know when I have it? And how do I develop it? Those two questions. In a way, this is one of those instances where other people's opinion can help. We're always thinking about, you know, it doesn't matter what other people think, but this is a good example of how to view it and use it in a constructive manner. So if you are a complimentary, elegant, well-mixed player, generous with your musicality, right? You're going to get compliments. You're going to get people um, in numerous instances telling you about it or asking advice about it. And if you aren't, if you don't have good taste or whatever, especially the beginning stages, you might get people trying to help you change or sometimes in, in a constructive way and sometimes in a little less than constructive, but you might feel that push and pull and that tension. Also, you might see the gig that you're on as a good taste gig, whatever that means, regardless of the genre, and you will get hired or asked to play in or find yourself in sort of tasteful situations. So it's it's a very interesting thing that happens. And again, it's one of those instances where when other people's opinion can be very important and helpful because it'll try to set you, you know, in set certain things in motion that will allow you to develop your musicality hopefully to be on that level or be in that world or or trying to find those compliments and personally speaking very few things can be more meaningful as far as a compliment than hearing that people feel i am elegant in my playing or that i'm very musical or that i have good taste i'm not saying that it happens all the time but i've had it happen and it's It, it feels better than when people have complimented me on a good conga solo or something like that. Obviously, within solos and all those things, you can be tasteful. And that's a sign of a great soloist. And I'll tell you when I get there. But I'm, I'm talking about, again, both the micro and, and the micro and the macro of it all. And this brings me to how to develop it. Well, one of the ways for me or that made sense to me was once I identified which drummers or percussionists I found very classy and tasteful and elegant, I try to do things that they did and borrow from that part of it. Some things had to do with their tone, their tuning, the way they set up their instruments. So for example, there's conga players that I love how they tune their drums. Eddie Montalvo, Ramses Araya, people like that, more than some of these super uber fast technique guys that everybody thinks are very musical too. So that's something that I love, the way this stuff sounds. It's very important. Also, how clean the parts are, how, how much I can hear every single note 
if it's something that I love. And again, it's genre specific. Sometimes I want some messy stuff that I can't tell notes apart. There are times where I feel Keith Moon from The Who is an incredibly tasteful drummer. And sometimes when I think that wouldn't work for something else or the same things that I find musical from him, if taken out of context and put in a different world, I wouldn't like. Like I wouldn't like somebody playing timbales the way he plays drums on a salsa song. It just wouldn't work for me. Another thing has to do with where we are in our lives. At some point, we are into a lot of technique stuff and that might feel like tasteful for us. It might spark something inside us and make us feel something that we might mistake for good taste or we might be completely convinced that it's good taste and nobody is here to judge you or, you know, um, I'm certainly not here to tell you to, to prioritize something over something else. What I'm here to tell you is that if you are trying to develop good taste, one of the easiest ways to do it would be to try to imitate who you think has good taste. But before you do, or while you're doing it, most likely, I encourage you to think about a couple of things. One, how important is it to you to be considered or to be thought of as having good taste? And why? The answer might be right in front of you, or you might have to think about it a little deeper. Study the greats and remember sort of how unforgiving the music world is in terms of how long you're remembered for. And what I'm trying to say by that is that the greats, the legends, the true meaningful drummers usually last forever in the forefront of the study of the instrument. So you'll always hear about people like Steve Gadd and Vinnie Colaiuta when it comes to drumming. Or you'll hear about Eric Clapton and David Gilmore when it comes to guitar playing or Pino Palladino, uh, James Jamerson as bass players and so on and so forth. And one thing that's incredibly important, for me anyway, in this journey of studying people and embracing musicality and developing an identity that hopefully is synonymous with having good taste or making good decisions. We tend to, or I have tended in the past, to gravitate toward instrumentalists or people that have a solo career or have a thing as a drummer or percussionist or guitar player and so on and so forth. But try not to underestimate the power of simplicity, like we've spoken before on this podcast, of playing in a song that changes people's lives that is just so very important and moreover than than my encouragement for, for for you to study some of the greats i would say study some of the great songs what about that song is meaningful to you what about that song moves you and that intrinsically is good taste you will like it it'll move you you adapt um or excuse me you adopt those things into your world and your vocabulary and you're going to invoke that in some way that's going to be part of you and ideally you will be able to put your stamp on whatever it is you do next in hopefully a very musical good taste way so thank you so much for listening this was the music mentor podcast